Good morning, everybody. So today we are doing Amos and Obadiah. And Amos, we'll start there. Um, he was just a herdsman of Tekoa. And he was called to be the prophet and to teach concerning what he saw um, in regards to Israel. And the theme of his book is repentance. And you're going to find an interesting little pattern in here. Um, and we see this pattern repeated over and over and over um, with today's prophets as well as prophets in what scripture that we study. And the job, it's, this pattern is the job of a prophet. First of all, to point out the problem then to tell the consequence, and then to give counsel, and it always includes a promise. So those four things, point out the problem, tell the consequence, um, give counsel, and then there's a, a promise. So let's look at Amos and see how that unfolds. <clears throat> if we turn to chapter 6, Verse 1, this is the problem that he's pointing out to Israel. Woe to them that are at ease in Zion and trust in the mountain of Samaria, which are named chief of the nations to whom the house of Israel came. Um, and the problem is, Israel, you are relaxed, you're sitting back, and doing things you shouldn't be doing. If you go to 7, verse 8, actually verse 7, he says, The Lord stood upon a wall made by a plumb line. Now raise your hand if you have built a house or built a wall or built anything. You know, my audience, there's a lot of experience of all of you having built stuff. So maybe you know what a plumb line is. He says, I will set a plumb line in the midst of my people Israel. And a plumb line is, when you're building a wall, you put this line that has a weight at the bottom, and because of gravity, it will pull straight. And that way you know whether your wall is plumb, whether it's straight and if it's not straight it'll eventually will collapse in on itself so it has to be plumb and so the Lord said unto me Amos what seest thou and I said a plumb line then said the Lord behold I will set a plumb line in the midst of my people Israel <coughs> now what was what is he talking about there he's talking about a standard that will keep us upright, straight, and strong, and protected. And as we live uprightly and straight, we don't collapse. But if we don't live that way, and we're not plumb, or we don't have the standard in our life, then eventually um, it'll collapse. And you go back to um, verse 1, Woe to them that are, ease, that are at ease in Zion. So, 
are we living up to the standard? Because it's the standard that keeps us safe. And that is what Amos is telling the people. He says, there is a problem here, and here's the problem. Is you're not living up to your covenants, you're not living up to the standards that you should be living up to. And then he starts to talk about the consequence. So if we go to 7 verse 1, he says, Thus hath the Lord showed unto me, and behold, he formed grasshoppers in the beginning of the shooting up of latter growth. And it came to pass when they'd made an end of eating the grass of the land, um, the fire devoured, devoured the great deep and did eat up a part of it. And the Lord, So he's saying destruction and emptiness and without. This is all imagery to show a people who are, who are lacking, who are without. And that's the consequences because they're not living up to what they ought to be doing. So if we go to chapter 4, 6 and 8 through 11, um, in fact, over and over and over and over, you'll see this phrase where he says, You've not returned unto me, saith the Lord. You've not returned unto me, saith the Lord. You've not returned unto me, saith the Lord. You have not returned unto me, saith the Lord. You have not returned unto me, saith the Lord. I marked all of those. Because the consequences of not living the standard is that you've strayed from the covenant, you've strayed from God, and as a consequence, you, you're separated from him and his blessings and his protection and his help. So what is the counsel that he gives? In um, 5, verses 4 and 8, he says in 4, Seek me, and ye shall live. In 6, Seek the Lord, and ye shall live. 8, Seek him that maketh the seven stars, and Orion, and turneth the shadow of death into the morning, and maketh the day of dark with night, and calleth for the waters of the sea, and poureth them out upon the face of the earth. The Lord is his name. So the counsel is, I am your God, and you should seek after me, and you should come unto me. And how do we do that? We live up to the standard. We live our covenants. We um, invite the Spirit. So then, um, in 14 and 15, he says, Seek good and not evil that you may live, and so the Lord, the God of hosts, will be with you. Hate the evil, love the good, and be gracious unto the remnant of Joseph. Okay, so the promise then, if you follow the counsel, the promise then is found in 9, 11 through 15. Let's turn there and see what it says. And in that day will I raise up a tabernacle of David that is fallen and close up the breaches thereof. I will raise up his ruins. I will build it as in days of old. The days come that the Lord, saith the Lord, that the plowman shall overtake the reaper and the treader of grapes him that soweth seed. And the mountain shall drop sweet wine and all the hills shall melt. 
In other words, abundance, blessings, um, the hand of the Lord will, will bless your life. That's the promise. I will bring again the captivity of my people of Israel, and they shall build the waste cities. I will plant them upon their land, and they shall no more be pulled out of their land, which I have given unto them. That's the promise. So that, that um, pattern, pointing out the problem, telling the consequence, giving counsel, and giving the promise, is one that we should look for as we study even today's prophet. In Elder Anderson's talk in October conference, he said, drawing closer to the, well, here's the name of the talk, drawing closer to the Savior. He said, we realize as evil increases in the world, our spiritual survival and spiritual survival of those we love will require that we more fully nurture, fortify, and strengthen the roots of our faith in Jesus Christ. Do you see the problem there, and do you see the consequences there? The problem is rising evil. The consequences is um, losing our connection, just like Israel did. And then he gives four pieces of counsel. He says, number one, immerse yourselves, ourselves in the life of Jesus. Number two, make covenants with the Lord. Number three, Safeguard the gift of the Holy Ghost. And there's our question for today. How do we safeguard the gift of the Holy Ghost? That's your question for today. And then the fourth thing, choose to be different from the world. And then he gives a promise at the end of that talk of eternal life and celestial glory. So moving on to Obadiah. Obadiah the theme there is promise. <clears throat> and this is the vision of Obadiah concerning Edom, which is a place. And what you need to know about that is we need to rewind. Do you remember Jacob and Esau? Um, Esau sold his birthright to Jacob and all of that, and they parted ways and there was bad feelings and they had to live hundreds of miles from each other because they they couldn't resolve their differences. Remember all of that? Well, Edom is the descendants of Esau. That place was settled by the descendants of Esau. So <clears throat> it's interesting if, if as we look at this, um, he says, For thy violence against thy brother Jacob, Shame shall cover thee, and thou shalt be cut off forever. In the day that thou stoodest on the other side, in the day the strangers carried away captive his forces, and foreigners entered into his gates and cast lots upon Jerusalem, even thou wast one of them. But thou shouldest not have looked on the day of thy brother in the day that he became a stranger. Neither shouldest thou have rejoiced over the children of Judah in the day of their destruction. Neither shouldest thou spoken proudly in the day of distress. Thou shouldest not have entered into the gate of my people in the day of their calamity. Thou should have not looked on their affliction in the day of their calamity, nor have laid hands on their substance in the day of their calamity. 
Neither shouldest thou have stood in the crossway to cut off those of that did escape, neither shouldest thou have been delivered up those that did remain in the day of distress. So the sad thing is, they just stood by while everything came down and people were destroyed and pulled away. And we learn from that that there is blame for just standing there. Even if you're not doing the wrong thing, if you're not doing the right thing, you're also in the wrong. Um, he said, But upon Mount Zion shall be deliverance. There shall be holiness, and the house of Jacob shall possess their possessions. So don't battle each other. Don't blame each other. In fact, if you go back to Amos 1 verse 9, we see the seeds of collapse right there. Um, and something that we should think about for today. It says, Because they delivered up the whole captivity to Edom and remembered not the brotherly covenant. The society collapses when there's a lack of brotherhood and sisterhood. When we quit caring about one another, that's, that's the beginning of the end of it. And then in verse 21 of Obadiah, the Savior shall come up upon Mount Zion. Who are, who, who, and Saviors? If you look at the footnote, it says, Genealogy and Temple Work, Mission of Latter-day Saints, Salvation for the Dead. Have you ever heard that term, Saviors on Mount Zion? It's people being involved in family history work. Um, who are the saviors on Mount Zion. So, um, there shall be holiness, eventually. Now let's go to a conference talk, and again, see this pattern. This is Sister Yi in the talk, Beauty for Ashes, The Healing Path of Forgiveness. She says, to all within our influence, we can offer kindness for cruelty, love for hate, gentleness for abrasiveness, safety for distress, and peace for contention. To give what you have been denied is a powerful part of divine healing possible through faith in Jesus Christ. So again, she's, she's talking about the same thing. Brotherliness, sisterliness, being kind. So that's it for this week. Um, I look forward to the answer that you come up with to the question. And everybody have a great week. And remember to always follow the Savior's admonition to come follow me.